I'd just like to let everybody know before we start the podcast, there may be the odd swear word during fighting on the inside. Also, some of the subjects that we cover, especially those surrounding mental health, some people may be affected by these conversations. If you are, then you can find information and help in the show notes. But please, other than that, enjoy the show. So another massive shout out to our big sponsor, Mangata. Any companies or small businesses, large businesses out there looking for payroll, look no further. With 20 years of UK and global payroll experience, you'll be incredibly good hands. They've got very competitive margins and very, very easy to set up for agencies and candidates. And once a candidate has been referred, they will be contacted within 30 minutes. You really can't ask for much more. So you know what to do. Go down to the description, click on their website to check them out. It's mangatapayuk.com. And thank you so much to Mangata for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Fighting on the Inside. As always, I need to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, Mangata, Real Power of One, and Wow Hydrate. Without these guys, we couldn't be doing what we're doing. And as you know, this podcast is all in aid of anti-knife crime charity, Gloves Up, Knives Down, trying to help prevent knife crime in London and around the UK. So today, we have none other than Big Freeze. That's my uh, MC. Um, nice, it's well, all right, it's not bad. <laughs> and the heating's still not working. Yeah, the heating is still not working. Um, big phrase, Olympian, now turned pro, bronze medal in the Olympics, was yeah, it? bronze. Um, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, you know. I'm, I'm at that stage in my career now where it's sort of all systems going. We're getting ready to, like, you know, let loose almost. I think I've had a, the first year bedding in. Um, you know, I've been all around the country with Johnny and, and the team at Sky and Boxer. And it's been enjoyable, but different to what I was used to. You know what I mean? It's a different world that I'm in now. But um, I'm really happy, healthy. Family's happy, healthy. So I'm all good. You were, you were kind of head of the um, the Olympic amateur squad for, for quite a while. Like, it's like you're a, pro's, a pro forever. Mm. How many Olympics did you do? Three? Three Olympics I was involved in a cycle for, yeah. And so, so how, does it, how did it feel once you'd made the leap to the big boys club do you know what the thing is johnny the big boys club i'll i'll be dead honest i i, I miss it I, and you know what, um, what, what miss the so, yeah, yeah badly badly my my head coach and and mentor for all them years was the head of gb boxing um rob mccracken mm -hmm. performance director and he used to bang on to me and the lads you know like i, I my error was Joe Cordina, Anthony Fowler, Kez Ashfak, um, all them people coming through then, obviously AJ, Tasha Jonas, all them people before. So he always used to say to us, I remember it clear as day, this is the best time of your life. You're having the best time of your life now. And I never understand it because I was skinned. I didn't have, I didn't have a pot to piss in. Yeah. And uh, I, it's only now, you know, you know, it just made me realize that your funds in your bank on, on everything, do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I'm really appreciative of what I've got and the life that I live, but you know, going all around the world with your best friends, laughing every day, um, 
the togetherness is something that I miss. And you had a responsibility because you were like, mm. you like, you like the daddy. Of the yeah, group. yeah, you, that's they, it. They, they, they all came to you. They don't, you don't see them all come and go. That's a big responsibility. Yeah, I think it's just something that's like a bit natural, you know, in me. Um, no matter what gym I go to, no matter no matter who I'm with, I always I always try and encourage everyone else a little bit more than the, probably when I should co- concentrate on myself a little bit more. I'm always an encourager, and I think that comes from you know like. I'll always be alright. I'm a survivor. You know me. I, I get through anything. I'd, but I like to see other people. You know, just just uh, do alright. Yeah, it's funny because most coaches, they when they're in a gym, um, they've not just got to do. And Rob probably did it with you a lot. You probably did it with with the, the squad. Whereas they deal with you, your issues, your family's issues. You know, they've got a joke. So when you come in, Rob would have to deal with you any issues that's going on in your household or personally and all the other fighters as well and to suppose you in that position as well being like the main man uh, in the in the olympic squad you know you, you you're traveling with your mates but you're gonna have the ups and downs and try and try and settle people as well that's it because a lot of the time like you see like when i talk about roman kraken a lot of the time the advice i was getting of him was nothing to do with boxing you know life experience you know this is why i always listen to my olders you know because you even you, Johnny. Know, when I speak to you, now, you know, like another mentor of mine, you've been you've been places that I've never been. So there's no, I don't like going into places blind. I like people that have been there, walked that path before me. But on and on that squad, I was I was the listener. I was the guy that spoke to the coaches a lot. I was the one that, in the end, I'd been all around the world three or four times. So I had them experiences, and I was able to, you know, just just calm someone down or just relax someone. You know, we're going to the Olympic Games. People are worried. There's a lot of pressure on people. I'm trying to tell people, look, forget ev- forget everyone. You're doing this for you. This is your legacy. This is, you know, you've worked hard to get here. And it's just just something that, like I say, naturally came to me, and but something I really enjoy doing. I enjoy, I want to put, I enjoy making other people feel good, feel confident. It's, it's, it's just the person I am. Rob must have loved then having you, having you there. He probably took a, a lot of that workload off of him. So, I mean, like you said, it's not just being a boxing coach, it's being a mentor, especially to the young lads coming through in the amateurs because you get all sorts of different ages. But that's when kids are developing, teens are developing, young adults are still developing and they've got all their, their struggles outside of the, the, the ring or the gym. And um, and that that would fall on Rob. So I guess having having you there, you probably sort of assumed the role as well to help out these these lads and definitely. Girls. Johnny will know himself. Johnny had one the best mentor in boxing, yeah. Brendan Ingley. You know, mm. so so you know yourself. It's it's not about it's not all about how hard you're training, how much you're throwing a jab. How's your mum? How's your auntie? Yeah, yeah. How's mm. your uncle that was ill? You know, that them things go a long way. You know, when they come from people who you think are in a higher position and they talk to you about, like, obviously I've become a father 2016 and he started speaking to me about having kids and, and how, you know, how to, how sort of how to, how to treat your kids and how to, to give them advice and lead them down the right way. And this is stuff that also comes from my dad as well. But mm-hmm. you got to remember for 10 years, week in, week out, I used to see them coaches at, at GB Boxing. More than my family. So, and I speak to these guys every day, you know, if they see, they see you, they see you down and they see you up and they learn your personality and you know the really good like the really good managers and trainers are always good man managers and i'd say all the coaches at gb that that's one thing they're really good at you know man management like mm-hmm. they yeah, know yeah. how to pick people up they know how they know how to talk about you from from a human point of view rather than a boxing point of view well i guess that's another thing that people 
it, it, boxers will definitely say the sport's more mental than it is physical. Um, but I think people don't understand from the outside looking in how much this is, is a game of the mind over a game of the body. So I guess it, it, having a good coach that not only teaches you how to throw a jab, cross, left hook, all of, the, all of this sort of stuff, teaching you to, to, to be the power of your own, be in control of your own mind. And what comes with that is being in control of your own life outside of the ring as well, isn't it? Because if you've got struggles and you're being helped with those and you're coming into the you, you, you've got the tools to deal with those, then when you're in the gym, you're focused on the sport. And, and this is one fucking sport you need mm-hmm. to be focused because you're going to get punched in the face eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I find that interesting with this. There's always that common theme that it's so much more to boxing training than just physical training. Um, and if anything, would you, how, how much of this would you say is mentality and how much would you say is physicality in boxing? It's, all, it's always a difficult one. And this is probably against the grain. A lot of people say to me that, that you know, it's, I've heard I've heard 90% mental, 10% physical, and I've heard all different... A bit of a stretch. All, all, right? Yeah, a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard everything, but it depends on the individual. For me, yeah. you know, I, I need to be as sound as body in mm. body as I am in mind. Do you know mm. what I mean? I've, I need to be focused. And the good thing about boxing for me and probably for a lot of fighters out there, you know, you, the people you've interviewed on, on this podcast, they'll probably tell you the same. You know, the gym, it's my safe haven. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. You know what? Common. You know what? You know once I go through the doors, I could have been arguing. With, I could have been arguing with the missus. The kid could have. The kids could have had a bad night. You know, family issues, money issues. Before in the past, it's been in bits of trouble with the law and this and that. When I go in the gym. For, for an hour and a half, two hours, I ain't bothered. Mm. I, I, all I want to do is, is have a little tear up and, in a small. And that's what people <clears throat> that use to fight miss the most. <clears throat> because I walk in the gym now, I smell it, I think, miss it. it's your happiest place mm. because you think you, it's just, you just feel safe. It's your second home. Mm-hmm. But when, when did, or when or why did you start, start fighting? <clears throat> so I started fighting because... The, I, I've told over the years. I've told fifty different stories of this, by the way. But but the, the the proper reason is that I was a little fatty and I want I wanted to lose some weight. You know, I was going from. How old was you? I was eleven, oh. so I was going from. I was going up to the big school. Um, I wanted to I wanted to lose a little bit of weight and I wanted to toughen up. I was I was I was a kid. You know, I'm chalk and cheese, and I was a kid that cried a lot. You know, like uh, if I'm being shouted at for being, <laughs> you know, at school being shouted at or. Being, you know, being being punched in the playground, I, I was a crier. Um, whereas my brother, it was his birthday today, happy birthday, Dane. Um, <laughs> my brother was skinny as a rake, but tough nut. Yeah. And he was up at the other school, and I can just remember him coming home all the time, um, ripped T-shirt, scuffle on his face, and my mum was saying, you've been fighting again. And I can remember it was almost like, oh, don't worry. It's all right, mum, it's all right. Next year... Fraser will be there. Fraser will be there with me. We'll be signed. I'm sat there thinking. <laughs> I'm sat thinking. You know, I'm thinking. You're looking. You're, you're looking at the wrong person. Mate, ain't me. And and you know, my dad. My dad's. A, my dad did a little bit back in the day. And then I can remember we watched Mike Tyson a little bit. You know, we stayed up late at night a few yeah, times yeah. to watch Mike Tyson. So it was like, yeah. And I tried every other sport as well, but I was just crap. And like, you know, I was always. I was always that guy that got the trophy for. You know, um, participation. T- yeah, participation <laughs> and, and team player Cheers. sort of thing. So um, after after football, rugby, basketball, you know what? Let's go. Let's go and try it. And and I know it's cliche to say, but from the moment I went into this this little unit horrible gym, it was the first time in my whole life at eleven years old 
I felt like I felt like I fit in somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, God, I felt like nah, this this, this is where I want to be. Not not two nights a week. I want to be here every night. I, I love it. What? It, I bet this is probably really hard to pinpoint because we get that so much that, and when you say cliche, I don't think it's cliche when it's just a common thing. There's obviously something in it. Um, people say they fell in love with that, that boxing that first time. What about that gym? Or what about what you did in that gym and what you were asked to do? Did you love so much? Do you know? Was it Was it the hard work? Was it that you realised you were good at something? Or was it... You know, was it the the fear or the like the 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 challenge? Like, do you know? Can you could you pinpoint? Yeah, I can I can tell you what it was. It was the people. Yeah. It was the people. It was, it was, it was the the o the o tools. The two two Irish brothers, thirteen and fourteen year old, big uh, big um, Irish clovers on the back, tattooed at fourteen. I'm thinking, oh my god. <laughs> it was it was the the Smiths, the varies, the the travellers that were that were there. And they were they were training. They were thirteen, fourteen. Their four, five year old brothers were hitting the bag, and the dad was shouting at them if they were messing about. It was the uh, the big guy Reese that I can remember walking in, and there was a big hard bag. No one had hit this bag, and he'd smashed the life out of it. And the, as he hit it, the dust would, would shake everywhere. It was the, the Carl Groombridges, the Tom Shaws, like I said, Connor Upton. These these people. Some of these people have, have, have passed have passed away. Um, Mark Lee, Neville Brand, people from from where I live. Richard Joyce, my coach. They just, you know what, like the the little fat kid from school who, not bullied, but pr- probably a bit a bit terrid here and there. When I went in there, I was I was just was just a, just a person. They didn't look at me no different. You, you couldn't you couldn't even make a fictional series about little stories you could tell. Yeah, people wouldn't believe in the me. gym. They they wouldn't, but they think it's never. It's just not. It's just gonna happen. But that that that's character building. That's that's your safe haven. It's a different stability from being at home with your family your little family that's that's you as an individual mm. owning who you are uh as you as an individual actually finding your own character and that was probably you probably learned more there than you did at school i'd say definitely on life and the that's why i always give credit all the time my my first my first coach my amateur coach richard joyce because these guys they're volunteers as well remember that they're volunteers they do this because they've got a love and they've probably seen what it's done for them and they know they can do that to, to other young men and young women. Like, he is, he's still my teacher now. He's still the person. When I when I come back from the Olympics, when I got that medal, the first person I went and rang before my mum and my dad was Richard Joyce. Nice. The, when, I, when I signed the pro contract in London, I come and signed it at Sky Studios. I got in, got in the Uber after, excited. The person I want to ring, Richard Joyce. Because remember, all the things that, you know, blood makes you related. No, no, this guy will go to the end of the earth for me. Mm. And he doesn't have to. He was a selfless act. He doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. So, for those of you that may have noticed how good myself and Johnny have been looking throughout this podcast, that's because we are donning real. Now, they produce high-performance sportswear inspired by boxers. Boxing is as much mental as it is physical. And real believe that it's a combination of physical and mental strength that is where your performance potential lies. Unify body and mind to realize the power of one. Real fights for enhanced mental well-being. So whether you're a seasoned boxer or new to the sport, Real will empower you to test your limits. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Real Power of One, and you can find their store and their newsletter over on realpowerofone.com.
Com. And take it from me, this genuinely is some of the most comfortable and high quality sportswear that I have ever worn. So it's realpowerofone.com for sportswear inspired by boxers. And thank you so much to Real for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. I think this is something I only learned <clears throat> recently. Most amateur clubs are run as charities, right? Mm -hmm. That's the right thing. Everyone's a volunteer. Actually, just on that note, I've just started sitting on the board of a amateur gym called Long's ABC as president for, for that exact reason just to get involved in it but once I'd heard about it and I hear you saying that it, it is like it is a reality you see these coaches in these amateur gyms and these life coaches what we probably could call them more accurately as mm -hmm. well not just boxing coaches giving all of that time and effort for little to nothing in return I guess they'll get loads in return that phone call he received from you I bet I bet those are the moments where you turn around as as Richard Richard Joyce, you said. Yeah, Joyce, yeah. I bet he, that phone call meant more to him than it did to you. I reckon. Do you, do you uh, think? Yeah, possibly, and, and 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 I don't do I don't do it for that reason. And no, no, of yeah, I don't not. want to go on, but on my pro debut in Manchester, remember, I got I got I got the best slot ever. It was Callum Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I think. Wicked shot. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I was I was not not co, I don't think I was co mean. I was the one before. So yeah, by yeah. that time. Everyone's sat, there, everyone, yeah. everyone knows if it goes quick, Callum Khan will come in soon. Everyone's there. I'm talking, the stadium is packed. Mm. And I've, I've, uh, the music's come on. I'm walking down. You know, you're almost walking in slow motion. And as I'm walking, the tickets I had, I see this man, Joycey. And, and from that second now, you know, the, the fulfillment that I felt in my heart, yeah. you know, to know that, nah, my, my, the guy that the guy that gave me a pair of old gloves, and taught me to, to throw a jab and step with a jab. And he always told me, you're, you're going to do well, you're going to do well. And I used to think, no, mate, you're off your head. To see him, he was there with, with his son, who's now a grown man. And when I first went in the gym, he was a little kid. Oh, I need to go. It's one of them moments that will live with me forever. Surreal. A proper. Yeah. Tell us about um, your, your, your friendship circle outside of school, um, outside of the gym. Yeah, I mean, like, I got a brother and brother and sister. We're all close family. Do you know what I mean a really good family? But then we're friends. I was always popular, you know, because where I'm from is a small town. I was popular. Um, there's different areas, different schools, and I knew people at every school. You know, most people just they just mess with people from their school. I was I was the 13, 14 year old that I went 10 miles, you know, to, to on a Friday night to chill with these guys and them guys. I, had, I didn't have many enemies. I had a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. Well, you think you're thinking of friends when you're young, but the same two now, my same two best friends now, are them same two people that rolled with me. That's good. That's from day good. one, and they're at the shows now. Mikey and Josh. Every every show I'm at now, that I always said, you know, like I said, yo, if I'm ever going pro, I, I don't want no entourage, but I need I need you two with me. You know what's the sweetest thing about that? And, <clears throat> and <clears throat> you'll you know when you, you, you if you're succeeding, you're doing stuff. And you travel places, and if you're by yourself, you, and it's somewhere flash, or you see some celeb, you're like, shit, you're trying to be mm. cool, but you want to share that experience with somebody like your boys, like like that get you that you grow up with, and it's so nice to actually just bring them along. So boys, come on, and like you, you're trying to be cool, like what? Yeah, look over there. <laughs> it's, it's difficult, you know. Obviously, I've I've, I've been with, with uh, my Mrs. Danny, you know, for like three, four years now, and. She, I think she's, she got a bit surprised. You know, when she, when I said like, oh, I've got to come back to the Olympics, I'm going to the Olympic homecoming party. She's like, oh yeah, when we go, I was like, 
Babe, I'm going with I'm going with I'm going with I'm going with Josh and Mike. She's like, what? Do you know what I mean? And it, but it, I think it just and and not, no, obviously I love I love I love her come with me. But you know, but you know these guys, you know, at eleven, you know, when I started the gym, obviously they they was in the they was in the gym too, and then yeah. they were. It, Oh, Did you we, only we, have two extra we, tickets or so? No, no, no. We dreamed in these moments, you know what I mean? And How do you sell out to her? I uh, understand that, but yeah. that's like... No, so no she, she comes to the important stuff. Yeah. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm getting back in good books. But do you know what I mean? Like, the, there is something mental about, you know, sharing the experience with, with yeah. them two. And, and these two guys, they're not, they're not, they're not brash. They don't, they, don't want no, they don't want no limelight, nothing like that. And they're the kind of people that, oh my... You know they they oh, I need I need some water for the changing rooms. They go, they go and get it. You yeah, know yeah, like yeah, they just yeah. they just want, oh, they like just want to see me do well. Do you know what I mean? We went to a do once and I said to my I said to the boys, listen, be cool. Don't be asking for autographs. Just keep yeah, just be cool. Have a good time, but don't be don't be bugging people. Yeah yeah yeah, got it got it. So I got for him to call Tony, man on football. He used to play for Leicester, but he's been out for years now. So he went to a place and Sir Alice Ferguson was there, and. Um, and so he was talking away and told, you could see Tony itching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he went, yo, yo, you know who that is? I went, yeah, yeah, it's um, my new manager. Yo, all right. I said, Tony, don't, please don't. Yeah, yeah, all right, no problem. I'm talking to someone next to me. Tony's got his camera out. Uh, <laughs> next to him, I thought, you dick. But but I, I love the fact that we can all share that that night. I get that. Your woman will hate you, but I get that when, you, when you've got a chance to share, share that something that everybody thinks you should, it's acceptable, but... We probably get impressed, especially if you people. like you said, these are your boys back. They came, you, oh, they, from, they were from there from the get, beginning. From the so I'm sure, all jokes aside, I'm sure your missus actually understood. Yeah, she knows. She, I'm, yeah, I'm joking. Yeah. You know, she's serious. But like I said, you know, and you know yourself, Johnny. You know, on the on these boxing shows, as as a professional, you meet people all the time. You're shaking hands all the time. Yeah, yeah. And and to be fair, now I know most of the people. But there's, there's, if I'm going before I'm when I'm warming up, and and I'm doing things. You know, to have them two familiar faces that I trust with yeah. my life. Proper you know, comfort. And they will tell me, they will tell me any sort of fuckers. You know, they, they don't mind upsetting me. You know, that, that that week there, I'm I'm up too late. I'm on the phone too much. They're not going to hold back. And a lot of people do, a lot of people do because they, they think you got some yeah, status yeah. and you're something. These two just keep it real with me. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I've walked, I've walked, they've come out to see me before. Oh, we're, go, we're going to the pub, lads. Uh, what, what, no, play pool, watch football. One of them have seen me order a pint. He said, "What the fuck are you doing?" Really? And 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 you know what I said, yo. That, that's this, that's, this that's a real one. That's a real one. This is why I love him. Yeah. I can remember Adam Azim box and uh, and after I think it was his pro debut and everybody was going mad. We all went back to the hotel afterwards and all, every, and all these mates are jumping about, going crazy. And I said, "Boys, it's not, it's up to you lot to keep him on the straight mm -hmm. and narrow." Mm -hmm. I said mm -hmm. because if he excuse my French fucks up. I'm blaming you lot because you lot, are you lot are going on now as a reflection on him because all they're going to say is they'll say Adam's boys. They're not going to say your name, your name, your name, your name. Yeah, and exactly. That, you're always judged by the company you keep mm -hmm. uh, and they'll only call your name. They'll not call your mates' names and so so you, you've got to surround yourself with the right people. What, what about what about social? I know you said your two boys are the ones you grew up with mm -hmm. but, but I suppose you've seen some guys that have that have risen, that have fallen from when you, when you was young, when you were young, uh, that looked to you start to when you started boxing and thought he's done all right. Him, yeah, because because remember, I was I was never. I'll probably go to say, now I'm the most successful person to ever come out of my boxing club, and that's mm -hmm. 
you know, Neville Brand was a great fighter as well. Do you know what I mean? I say me and him were probably going on to be the most successful, and he was what he was the most talented. Yeah. Oh, Stan he used to come to he, our gym he was as the well. Mo- he, was, he was the most talented. I never was, and there was there was ten. I can name ten fighters in that gym that was a lot more talented than me, a lot better than me, um, faster, do more. So press why do you more. think you and Neville came out on top if that was the case? I, I was just, I was just persistent. I, I I didn't I wouldn't be denied. I've not got it in me to to uh, to quit on, on things. Tal- that is I, a I don't talent. I don't quit That's on things. You know, yeah, like boy. I needed to toughen up. It took me years to get tough, uh, and now now I'm now I'm tough. Like like you wouldn't believe. Like, and it's it's a mentality thing. But yeah, all there's all the, all the lads, and you know, I don't I'm not gonna throw dirt on no one. But I can remember, I can remember certain people. They were winning titles left, right, and center. With ease. They were they were they were doing this left, right, and center, and I I just do anything, you know, to. To, to have a bout, I'd love to. I'd just have a bout. I, I think I had my first bout till I was fourteen. And I seen these guys winning everything. I used to go in the minibus down to Liverpool and watch them in Championship finals and win schoolboy titles. I've got the, the golden gloves and the England vest and that. I thought, oh man, I'd love that to me. And then it gets to. I tell you what it is. It's that. It's that age. You know the pivotal age, mm. sixteen to twenty-one. You see a lot of good talent. They've got they've got trophy rooms and trophy rooms of medals from schoolboys and this and that. And then I always say they're fantastic achievements and you can never take them away from anyone. But let's see how you are when you're when you're fighting as a man. Mm-hmm. As a senior man, let's see. Then you then you really find out who you are. Yeah, because you get some kids that are, are men in, as, in as kids, bodies. Exactly, but when, yeah. when they've got to meet people of their own mm. <coughs> stature, you know, that's when that's when it when it comes out. Exactly. Can I ask Fraser? Um you said up until 11, you were uh, what you'd call, I guess. Chubby. A bit of a chubby, but you also said a bit of a crybaby. My, 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 my nan says cuddly. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cuddly. But you said you cried a lot. You obviously mm. weren't the most confident. And like you say now, um, your mentality is completely different and you're tough. As an as an eleven year old back then, did you have an idea of what tough was? What did you think tough was to, mm. to that, that kid that wasn't so confident? What did he think tough was? I thought it'd just be able to, to to back yourself up, you know, to be able to be able to punch someone and and bust them up, you know, if they mess with you and give you the wrong word, mm. you know, to be able to just bang, f- f- fat someone's lip. <laughs> I thought that was tough, but but it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's the opposite. In in fact, I I say that I'm tough now. In 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 the in the level of the, the degrees of people in the world, different people. I'm probably not, but you know, for me, what I have to be. Mm. I can do my job knowing that I can get through things. And I'd say that's because in my life I'd been through adversity. Mm. And I always I always throw it back to, and I'll repeat this, I'll go back to this, the GB boxing, all them different countries. When I was I got in there when I was 17 on that program and I left when I was 30. When I was 17, I'd, I'd never been on the plane. By the time I've left that, I flew all around the world hundreds and hundreds of times. Boxed hard, box, box bigger people, stronger people. Been beat up, been stopped, been put on my ass. And I, 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 I take a lesson from it, from every single, every single place I've been, every opportunity I've had. I take things and I just take all the experience from it. So most people have never experienced that. It's actually a good way to prepare yourself for what's, what's what we're in now, yeah, yeah. For, for where you are mm. now, and, and and for life itself. Mm. Because I'm sure traveling all over the world, you've seen how certain people live, and you're mm. thinking, wow, these people ain't got nothing. Then you appreciate home. You appreciate what you've got here. 
I think we all do. You know, no, no, no. You know, we have, we have to sort of pinch ourselves and say, you know what, uh, we're lucky. We're lucky. Then you know, sometimes like I can be with that person, I can moan about nothing. Do you know what I mean? I've got no problems. I've got no problems. I've got food in my belly. I've got mm. clothes on my back. Heating in the house. The kids are fed. The kids look as I'm safe. Mm. But sometimes, you know, I think human nature, especially. Especially British nature, you know, we we <laughs> like we, we, we like to we like to, we like to complain about yeah. about the grass being green. Do you know what I mean? So, um, like I say, tough. I'm not saying I'm the big hard nut in the tough case, but I'm tough enough to deal with what I'm dealing with this precise moment because it's not all sunshine and rainbows like people think. You know, like this professional boxing. I keep telling all these kids, I keep getting eighteen year old kids, not sixteen, seventeen year old kids. To, Yo, we want to turn professional. I say, listen, just <coughs> slow your roll mm. because it is not what it says. You're on, on your the own. You're, you're, yeah. own. you're your own business. Whereas in the amateurs, <coughs> everything's done for you. Once you turn pro, you're on your own. You've got your coach. You've got your responsibility with, if you're lucky enough to have a promoter that's backing you. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky enough, you're on your own. It's then you've got to, whatever you do, what decisions you make falls on you. 100%. You know, like I say, for all, for all that great things that the, 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 the GB squad did for me, at the same time, it wiped my ass for 13 years. Yeah. You, you know when I became a man? The day I left the Olympics. Mm -hmm. The day I had to do stuff for myself. There's people not on the end of the phone now. You know, them people aren't there yeah. that are going to book the hotels, book the flight. <laughs> embarrassing. I, I wanted to book a holiday in the summer for family. I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> I, didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do it. You know why? Because you know, my, you, you, know, you know what my flight is? You know what my job was? Turn up at the airport with my passport. That was my job. Yeah. And like I say, I'm starting to learn. I'm learning now. I'm learning all the time now. Tax. What the, what the fuck? What the fuck? Someone what, they what need the, to teach the, in school, really, yeah, what, the, what the fuck <laughs> is this? You know, you, know, <laughs> um, you took some of my the, money. What the, what the fuck is this? What is this? Like, in it, if people don't know, as, as an amateur, you know, you're lottery funded, so you don't pay no, no tax on the money. So I was funded for all them years. Um, no tax, no nothing like that. VAT, VAT, VAT. Hey, mate, the devil. Uh, so then I've, I've 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 turned professional and I'm loving it. Um, and then obviously I've got the management team, two five eight management. Shout out to them. They said right, um, all right, we're gonna send you your breakdown. Whatever, yeah, go on. Don't don't worry, man. I'm I'm I've just I've just boxed in Manchester on the Mirror Show. I'm I'm nice. We're going on holiday. We're going shopping. The breakdown. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That that's not the number. That's not the number that we were talking about. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I've, I've had to I've had to grow up over the last twelve months. And it's been it's been it's been a bit of a journey, and we've still got a bit to go. But I'm learning all the time. I I hear you saying, um, you know, again, what you what you say about you being tough now, and the difference between eleven year old you and you now. It seems sounds to me like you've been tough minded now aren't you like sort of bulletproof up here from all your experiences you also said you went through adversity um can you explain some of the adversity you went through from childhood up until now yeah i think i mean i'll go i'll go to one that, that people people already know about and people you know people grill me daily because they, they call me an old man um and i stuck around the olympic journey too long so the adversity i faced there was wanting to go to 2012 and box in London at the Olympics and then a certain Auntie Joshua comes along steals the show rightly so do you know mm. smashed it so I say to myself you know what we take that on the chin 
he's a phenomenon. We bought we we'd box as well, and he'd beat me. So hands up, you know, mm. the, the better man has to go. Well, we got four years, four years, and then I get to the ABA final and boxing some guy, some Joe Joyce guy. Oh, and, he, and you know what? Like I'm, I've seen him in, in in other fights. I'm thinking, yo, this guy's slow, robotic. He ain't, and he's, he's honest to God, he smashed me up. You know, you know, he was constant. I've never seen nothing like it. He wouldn't leave me alone. And I was used to, I was used to hitting people and people bowling over. This man was a strong, strong beast. Now he's on the squad. Now we're competing to go to the 2016 Olympics. The right man went. Joe Joyce was. Um, he was incredible in the Olympics. He was incredible in the build-up. So now, then, but that was a real hard one. Now I've now I've got to really, really look at myself in the mirror. What do I want to do? I've watched him qualify, which means I watched him qualify. So you go to a qualifier. He's qualified, which means my chances are now over. I'm sat in my dad's shed at the bottom of the garden. You know, he's got his little man cave. I'm sat there with a bottle of his whiskey thinking, you know, I'm in Phil Mitchell mode here. You know, let's, let's get it done. <laughs> let's join in. Um, phone calls with the right people. Let's go again. Let's chuck myself at it. Then then COVID. And COVID oh, yeah. messed everything up. So oh, can, I, can, I, can I keep waiting? Can I keep waiting? Is it ever going to happen? I'm nearly 30. I want the Olympics that bad. But anyway, I waited it out. It was worth the wait. So that so that's just there's just some of that's ten years near enough of of waiting for my opportunity. Um and then during that period, injuries. Injuries injuries as you know as an athlete, injuries are terrible. They're they're really hard things and was it the European Championships in Ukraine and like like an absolute it can only happen to me like idiots. The lads were all warming up. It's like I think the, the championships were started but I was boxing like two days time. We're warming up, and there's a football in this um, in this boxing gym. It, you, can, you know where it's going. There's only something bad can happen here. So there's a football, so we're kicking this football about warming up, all wrapped up, ready to do the bag session, a little bit of sharp stuff, a little bit of pads. Bang, I slipped. And, and I'm not kidding you, the worst pain has hit me like never before. I'm shocked my face. I'm laying on the floor for two hours, whatever it is, waiting, waiting for some sort of guy I've, I've basically detached my hamstring oh, yeah 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 I de- oh. detached the hamstring but that cha- that them championships there and, and they're a qualifier for the world championships which is the big one as a boxer Olympics and world championships they're pinnacle do you know what I mean mm. and it's the first time in a long time Joe Joyce has gone to the Olympics turn pro it's 2017 and now it's my time and this horrific injury has come the only way I, the only way I can qualify for the world championships is to get is to win at least one fight of these Europeans. So, you know, big shout out to Ian, Ian Gatt, uh, the physios, Sophie Moore, Sophie Smith-Moore. I said, look, this is, this. Is, I ain't got nothing else. I, I can barely read, can barely write. I've not got nothing else. This is, or this is, I'm all in. Give me Cody and just strap me up. And, and, and I, won my, I won the fight to qualify and I thought, I could I couldn't I couldn't walk I couldn't move you can watch the fights on YouTube I'm I'm bouncing around on one leg, and I'm beating people up and I said you know what I said I'm not done yet anyway I got to the final and I lost in the final to the Ukrainian, so that was that was another had that was another bad one and during 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 that championship I broke my hand as well so I was fighting with one hand on one leg, um, I I got so that's just some of the things I got I got stabbed I got stabbed in 2016 three times on an unfortunate uh, event on a night out. You know these these things that that the, the horrible horrible things that have happened to me, but they're just massive character how, builders. How mentally <clears throat> tough was it for you to actually 
stay positive. So you've told us three Olympics where where you're thinking, why not me? Because a lot of people watching this, they're going to think, well, why do you just not walk away? Mm. Why do you just not do something else? So how mentally tough was that for you to carry on, persevere, to actually actually be here now at this stage in your in your life? The people around me, you know, I have to thank them. Like I say, my family, my coaches, um, without them patting me on the back and probably at times, and I won't say lying to me, but they always they always showed belief in me. Yeah. And and that, that does a lot for you. You know when someone, you know when you don't even believe in believe yourself, in yourself yeah. and someone else does and you think, I, I don't know why. And then at the same time, remember, I'm doing the wrong things as well. I'm at that age where I've got, I'm living in Sheffield, by the you're, way. You're babysat. You're being yeah. babysat from yeah. the age of seventeen. Yeah, I'm living in I'm living in Sheffield, and yeah. and we started we started and people started introducing Tuesday nights to me. Great place to be a student, hey, in Sheffield. Hey, trust I, me. I start meeting, start meeting, I, meet, I start meeting all the boys from Sheffield. Yeah, you know, all, all, all the bad boys that we got loads of money. They got loads of money because they do whatever. Tables and, 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 and they say, look, and... look, Tuesday night. You listen, you, I, I've got no money. You don't need no money. You come out. It's on us. I have good friends in Sheffield. You know I mean? They looked after me for years. Real good friends. Every Tuesday, sometimes. <laughs> so, and I remember I'm training the next day. I'm on the track at seven in the morning, and I'm getting it. I'm getting in a free four. So for a few years, I'm doing the wrong thing because my my head my head's just gone. Do you know what I mean I'm just thinking this is just, this is just a payday. We'll look we'll look for something to do. We'll look for something to do afterwards. Yeah. Until until I think it started noticing. It started showing in performance. It started showing in my professionalism and. Um, I can remember. I can always remember this um, conversation I had with um, with Rob, and he said to me, "He said, you know what? He goes, you're chucking it away, man." He said, "I said, what do you mean?" He said, "You've got it." He but noticed. He said, he said, he said, he said, but he says you you got two ways of looking at it. He goes, you either you either want to buy buy yourself a house and your kids a house and your mum a house, or you want to go back to you know you know he's Burton. You, know, you yeah. want to go back. You want to work in one of them factories in Burton. And people will see you in the pub, and I say, "Yo, you, you, you could have done this. You could have done that." He says, "He says, he says, I've been around, and I've seen those them people, and you don't want to be one because they're in a bad place now. Yeah. Some, mm. some, 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 ready to chuck themselves off a bridge." Yep. So, I think there's a few, there's a few talks like that because you hear it one time, it goes out one day, you know. Um, there's a few talks like that with a few, like I say, not just Rob. There's loads of good people that spoke to me. My best friends, you know, they said to me, "Yo, what, what are you doing, man?" You know, you're posting videos. You're supposed to be training. You're in this club. You're in that club. You're holding bottles. You're messing around and you're young. You're messing with women and whatnot. This and that. So yeah, it's just realization. You know, like having good people talk to you, and it, and basically that helped me. Support system, basically. Mm, yeah. yeah, everyone Keep needs up. it. Everyone needs it. Yeah. Right, guys, another massive shout out to one of our sponsors. Now, I know if you're a boxing fan, you have definitely seen Wow Hydrate knocking around. These guys do an incredible range of health drinks uh, to prop up your sporting ventures. You have the electrolyte mix in multiple different flavors to help with rehydration and also your protein mix, which contains collagen, which will help for recovery. Now, listen, if the likes of Tyson Fury is drinking these things then it must be a pretty good drink but don't take it from tyson take it from me go down into the description click wellhydrate.com and check them out and buy some for yourself keep going with that training with well hydrate and thanks so much to well hydrate for sponsoring this podcast
Now, fast forward to to your, your pro career and your first fight. I know you said that um, your, your trainer was there. Um, you've been through a lot. You're mentally tough now. In the ring, do you, as a pro, or have you felt... What do you feel before your fights? you feel nervous? you feel any fear there? Mm. What, what would you... Yeah, I think... The, I, al I always knew this. The, you know, the word professional boxing. Mm. Uh, you know, the one thing you don't realise is people say it's professional boxing what makes it professional is you being a professional mm. so you can't you can't be a pro boxer and not be professional it don't mm. it don't work so i think you know that first fight and doing the camp without the support system is like no oh this is what they mean by professional boxer someone that does it full time yeah. work, works for himself <laughs> for himself to do this and do that but yeah great experience man loved it loved it very blessed um you know through through what i had done at the olympics to put myself on great platform and work with people like you know from sky and boxer and, and to be on that card was was unbelievable man i think um <clears throat> from turning pro and everybody knew of you on the circuit mm. the tv people knew of you on the circuit because you actually helped out with the security yeah, of with other fights so when you turn it i think everybody felt <clears throat> very familiar with you anyway mm. uh and so now to jump on this journey with you at this stage it's a case of watching that watching that I, I know, uh, working with the TV, I think if you keep doing it right, you'll end up this side of the camera uh, on a, on a full-time basis because you've got the experience of of dealing with so many different shapes and sizes and the, uh, understanding the amateur game, looking at the professional game. Um, and, and, and I suppose it's it's about what you want out of it. It's about how far you want to go in it. I was just going to say, just to second that, it is funny watching you come out of from amateur into pro straight away. It's very, very rare that you see someone come through and straight away already in talking positions and doing punditry and doing all that. All of that hardship you had um, through the amateurs and all them knockbacks and stuff is actually made when you've turned pro now. You've come through as like a name and a face. So, you know, you've landed on the scene in a way that I haven't seen before. And is that, you know, does that sort of... And I, th I think that goes with, with, with time and age and, and being, being, a bit, being a bit being a bit smarter than... Maybe a few of the younger kids are. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's possibly come, but uh, I'm gonna go in ramp mode now. Go I for think, it. I think people are starting to listen. I I know what I'm capable of, yeah. And I and I've been around and I've been in gyms and I've seen fighters and I've sat there and I've watched fighters. And there's a lot. There's a lot that I will be and I can beat. Now, I don't know if I don't know if. There's been a bit of it's been a bit ropey in terms of matchmaking in the beginning, you know, and that's through no one's fault. Exactly, boxing is the professional side of the game. Remember, the business side is difficult. You know what I mean? Now, I feel like Joe Bloggs wants me because I've been to the Olympics and because I've done this and that. They want me to. They want me to. to they this boxing game as a sprint, but I've got no problem admitting I'm not ready to sprint yet. Do you know what I mean? I'm warming up. I'm learning and I'm improving in the gym. I'm getting better. And people say, yeah, but you're 31. You ain't got the time. But 31 today is, is not as, as a heavyweight. heavyweight I was going to say. 31 today as a heavyweight is not 31 20 years ago without strength and conditioning, without nutritionists, when people would smoke fags <laughs> in between camp and, and drink beer. This is a different 31. And, you know, I'd say based on, on this year, it's a bit of time for reflection now coming to the end of the year. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I'm not over the moon with it. I don't think part of that is is my fault. Like I say, I can only beat what's in front of me. The last fight was a good one for me. It let me know where I'm at. 
and what I need to improve on. I got the six rounds. I won every round quite comfortably. And I'd still say I was operating at around probably 70%. And that, once again, that is somewhere where I need to slap myself on the wrist. 70% is not good enough in this professional game. 100% or nothing. So, like I say, it's learning, but I'm not bothered. You know, the stick that you get is the stick you get. That's that's one thing you need to learn as a professional. People are going to give you shit. Yep. But guess what? I'm just doing it. I'm doing it my way. Mm. I think I think the public like the honesty as well. Mm. I think you oh, had an you opponent. definitely become famous for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. you had an opponent, and you were more upset than than everybody else was about it. And you apologised for everybody else for for making the job look easy. And so, to me, I think that's what people relate to. But also, it's a it's it's learning from past to that stage. You think you know, I need to think quick on my feet here. I mean, I need to acknowledge acknowledge my where I'm at and knowledge the, the truths and the falses and say to people look I'm sorry about that you know I don't know where they found him and so you, 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 you it's becoming a people's champion mm. slowly but just, that's why you'd get so many people wanting to jump on the bandwagon and have you and be, have your back say when you're out again I want to see you I think that that makes a big difference yeah but, but at the same time Johnny, you have you have the same amount of people which once again I don't give a fuck about you yeah. but we have the same you have the same amount of people that are saying Example exclusive right now. Yeah, we've heard talks on the, on the, on the social media this week. Kevin Johnson, yeah, yeah, you know Kevin Johnson's come up. Oh, but I'm going to the UK. I'm fighting Fraser Clark in January. Yeah, well, 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 it's it's half it's I've half knew about it, but I always said, you know, I'm starting to have a little bit more of a role in in who I fight and who I don't yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, look, from a from a boxing man's point of view, I see the value in in, in boxing Kevin Johnson, but. Remember, I'm not. This professional game is is not just for the boxing people. It's for people outside. Now, to other people, he's forty forty three years old. He's not been that active. He's even though he boxed every night, he's he's lost this many fights. But but then, from my point of view, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's he's a little bit he's a little bit older, but he's experienced. He's been in the ring with Klitschko, <clears throat> AJ, um, D, uh, Daniel Debar. And it'll give me rounds, I think, which in the only way to develop, you can't just knock everyone out. Like, no, you know, AJ AJ came through, bang, 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 blasting everyone. Guess what? That man was a phenomenon. And I do believe on the early stage of his career, that that kind of person will come every yeah. every blue moon. For me, I'm a little bit different. I'd relish the, I'd relish the old dog in front of me making me use my brain and thinking... How do you how do you break this guy down? How do you beat this guy? That's all, that's how, that's where the lessons are learned. Mm. Because again, you don't want to suffer the the price the, the consequences when it really counts. Matters, the back exactly. end of your career. So I know you mentioned AJ. AJ because he was blasting through everybody and a phenomenon, and he was a, a PR's dream. Mm. And mm. so when he loses, all of a sudden you saw the the good the and bad side of human man. nature. And so that's a different side of the training. Because he he have spent time living in the gym, to working on himself physically. Now mentally, he's got so much to deal with from the negativity from the fans that were slapping him on his back, saying, "Oh my God, you're unbelievable!" And it does make a massive difference to to most fighters. So you're kind of thinking, "I don't care," you know. I'm going to learn my job. You know, I'm going to do it at my pace, and I don't care what you say about him. And you're right, get the rounds in. You know, get the get and and learn learn. You've got to learn in public. You know, in 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 three years. If 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 I if I look at myself and think you know what, I'm not happy with how he's gone. We should have gone a different way. Then that's that's on me. But you know, for now, I'm I'm take. If it is Kevin Johnson, it's Kevin Johnson. If it's someone else, it's someone else. 
I love a challenge. I love to learn and I know development, but I also know which 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 Joe public don't know. This is my livelihood. This is this isn't this isn't a game. This isn't this isn't a mess about. I got to do it properly. You get you get, you get one shot at it. It's hard work as well because your public think you get paid every week. Oh man, you, know, you, get, you get paid on your box, yeah. and and then a, a loss unless you got a, a, a really good deal where you've got six fights, you get paid X, Y, Z, no matter what. A loss is detrimental. Stop your break. So there's a in. lot of pressure because when you fight. Remember, you've got a mortgage to pay. Remember, yeah. you've got stuff to pay for. And if you lose, all of a sudden you're thinking, Jesus, I'm going to pay the mortgage for the next, next, for the next year. You know, that's, that's unless you're in one of that fortunate 5% that earn enough money in this game to live off. Do you think, because we talk about AJ being a phenomenon. Um, I know he, he came through, blasted a lot of people out. He was highly touted. He was, I do believe you've come through and you're definitely... Uh, one of the you know the the big name to come through from the Olympics with loads lo loads behind you. Everyone's load of buzz around you, but I feel like AJ maybe ran with that. Whereas you seem to have got to a point where you're you have the wisdom and you're almost not allowing any of that in at all at your stage. Would you um, say that's true? It I, sounds I, like you're starting to keep yourself very level-headed, and although you have got a load of buzz around you, you're very honest about. I got I got I've got a load a load of a buzz around me, but. You know, if if I'm if I'm honest, I've had a lot of buzz around me for for before before turning pro. You know, for years, this is I, I'm the I was the little superstar of my my own little town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I always had a bit of expectation on me anyway. But it's 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 something I love doing. Boxing is something I love doing. But you know what people need? To it's a job. This is my job. I've got I've got two little babies. You know, and and a, and a missus to provide for, and and I love them so. This is my job, and I don't care what people say. What I care about is performing, improving, paying that mortgage, and putting food in their belly. That's my just my I, duty. I, I think that the probably the difference between you and at this stage in AJ at that stage when he was at is you you're you're very much a people's person. Now I I'm not in that circle of trust with AJ, so he might be he might let his guard down. He might be that guy you can talk to, bounce off, whatever. But I think socially. At this stage in your career, you're you're very good at making feel, making everybody feel connected uh, with you when you speak, uh, instead of them just being fanboys, you know. So 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 you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because and I think <coughs> I, you know, fanboy. I struggle to believe that I've got fans. I struggle. I I I I always say I always say I've got humble. support. I've got I've got a lot of supporters, yeah. and that's not me trying to be the humble guy. Yeah. No, who the fuck the fan of Fraser Clark? Do you know what I mean? Like, who, who is? Like, you know, I'm fishing chips and a pint of Guinness. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what are you talking? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the masses, they're fishing chips and a pint of Guinness. So I just think I know someone like him. Yeah, but, but so, so am I. I am. Do you know what I mean? That's not bullshit. That's just the truth. So Fraser, next step for you. I know you said you're not in a rush here and there, but we've just got newly crowned British champion Fabio Wardley. Um, we've had him on the pod. We're chatting You're going to shit him. this, aren't you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just like to know. Obviously, I know you're not in a rush, but let's let's face it. Are, are you looking to go? You know, the traditional, the the good route of English British up there. Would you would you relish a fight with Fabio? Like, who you got your eye on in the domestic scene? Um, you know, without me trying to fast forward no, things too no, much. Andy, it's a, it's who you got a your question. eye on? What I do mean, you think? I, I was think? I was ringside for the fight last week. Good fight. Good fight. Good fight. And. I congratulated Fabio. Um, I brought I brought him and his coach a pint back at the hotel. I said, "You know what? Well done." 
in my head, I was looking at him thinking, yeah, you keep that fucking boat. Keep that, keep that, keep get this time, here's a shot as well. Keep that boat warm for Christmas. Serious, no, no, you listen, lovely guy, great fighter. But obviously the competitive nature of the beast is, I seen this man with a British title, I seen a picture of him not long ago, little baby face with a British title, do you know what I mean? Up the Winkerbank gym. It's a beautiful thing, you know, I think you're, you're daft to not want it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like it's like your national title mm. as, as a professional, you know, the mm. British title. But the, remember, look, once again, I say to people, the way boxing works now, the, the business of boxing, will I get the opportunity to box for that title? Will I, I'm definitely, my job at the minute is putting myself in a position to fight for that title. Now, if you look at the rankings already, I think I'm in the top 10 in, in Britain. I was about to say, from outside looking in, mate, it, it looks... So Everyone so, else would be like, now. Obviously, once again, a younger me would have said, younger me would have said, yeah, I want Fabio next. Yeah, yeah. I've only ever boxed six rounds. Do you know what I mean? So, so, yeah, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you, you've got to prepare properly and you got to yeah. be, you got, you got to be re real. Um, now, we'll see how we get on in January. But the way I'm feeling in the gym um, today, yesterday, I'm, I'm confident in myself. Of course I'm confident in myself. Um, Fabio confident in himself. I'm confident in myself. But once again, like I say, this isn't like the shit talk. Yeah, I'm going to get in there and smash it. It's a nice, nice guy. We, he's, got, he's got something that I want. Now, in this game, it's, it, the, the beauty of this game is the way for me to get what I want is to beat someone up. <laughs> now, any, anything else you do. Nothing short of it, really, you, isn't you, it? You, <laughs> you, you, you do that in any other life, you go to jail. Yeah. In my profession, that's what you do. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully I just put myself in a position to be able to challenge the champion who is Fabio. And, um, you know, in the near future, I, I think he's a good fighter for Britain, you know? I think, and I always go back that's to that. As, as a fan, I always say, what would I like to see? I think me and Fabio would be fireworks. You always no, need a right. good dance partner in your division. Unfortunately, as a heavyweight, fortunately, as a heavyweight, there are, there are good fights for you to have, mm. especially now you're in that top 10. Uh, domestically, division. domestically alone, never mind on the European circuit. Mm. But I suppose getting your stripes, get, learning your, your trade, getting the rounds underneath your belt until that opportunity comes is the perfect thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit old school in the sense that I always speak about earning my stripes. I see some of these guys now, top amateurs, and they get to jump to the world title. Mm. They get, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I don't believe in it. I believe in, I leave it. Believe in tradition. You know what I mean? Because mm. once tradition's gone, what do you have in boxing? You know, once people start yeah. diving into mad mad positions from from being amateurs, what what do, what do you have? Yeah, what, 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 boxing. what 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 does it what does it do for what does it do for the guy that never won a national title? But he's boxed on ten small hall shows. Tell me right, you true boxing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you get. Yeah, he's unbeaten. Johnny. So I believe in tradition, and I'd like to do things the proper way, and that, and that's why I'm happy with you know the people, the people that I surround myself with. You know, we're, we're not talking. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about world titles and this and that. Mm. Small to small, small long term goal, short term goal, short term goal. Put myself in a position to box and headline a show for the British title. Well, uh, to be honest, mate, for such a humble bloke, I know you're very realistic about your career, but I think you've got a hell of a lot ahead of you, and I can't Fingers can't crossed, wait to to watch that. Um, I've probably got one question left. I'm yeah. trying to gonna make. I'm probably gonna make a habit of it to most of our guests, and that what does that is what does a 31 year old Big Fraser? What advice does he give a 15 year old version of himself? Good question. Yeah, it's a mint question. Mint. 
Don't hear that word a lot. Is that yeah. Northern, isn't it? Northern, <laughs> mint, mate. Pro- proper mint. Ooh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say so much to myself, but I think the the, the biggest thing is, and a cliche once again, but, you know, no, no, no one believed in me. I, I don't think anyone would. I think people would say that I've overachieved, but there was something, some arrogance dark in the back of my head, some belief and arrogance that, yeah, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I did have a little bit, a little bit of self belief. You know, it was like these are sleeping on me. So I'd say definitely, um, be- believing yourself and leave alcohol alone. Al- alcohol is a <laughs> devil, you know. I think, <laughs> I, th- I, I think, I think that that that's the devil. You know, for so many people, drugs and alcohol. I see, I see it ruining so many lives. So many lives. You know, at the minute, I've seen, I've seen a lot of young people, people my age, people younger than me. Going down some mad slippery slope, you know, because the I don't know if the I don't know if it's boredom or what, but yeah, don't do drugs, stay away from alcohol, and believe in yourself. I think that's good, and it's nice to have a there's something a bit different here with the drugs and the alcohol, because I mean, let's face it, that can all wrap around to the fact that I think a lot of the issues we realise with people here is lack of direction, lack of something like that, and I think that most mostly lack of direction and boredom, like you've said can lead to those things can lead to mischief can lead to everything yeah, ig- ignore me if you see me next Christmas you <laughs> gonna be plastered yeah, ba- 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 bouncing around in one of the pubs in Burton there where they're calling in one and they're chasing you but ignore me uh, because it's just it's just uh, celebration now and then there you go well big phrase thanks for coming on mate I really nice. appreciate it love the chat and um, for all of you guys out there thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Fighting on the Inside and we will see you again next week This is Rocket Audio.